This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. All right, good to be back on the air. Good morning, happy Wednesday. Bill Ryder with you. Thank you for listening. Your wonderful affiliate, the free Odyssey app. However, you're letting us come into your world. We appreciate you. Thank you very much. Good to be back from a little vacation. D-Cell, Tom DeCelestino is back from the shore. And we're coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage Studios when you need cash out of your home and a simple way to get it Rocket can. I always like when when the sports news of the moment allows us to tell some stories about ourselves that are embarrassing and honest. And we're going to do that in 20 minutes. I don't know if you saw this, um, but Justin Jefferson doesn't know anything about being a wide receiver in the National Football League, even though he's a pretty good wide receiver in the National Football League. He has some ex- some exuberant confidence, some... Um, ill-timed braggadocio that we're going to get into. But I also just want to use an opportunity to ask Andrew Bogus, who's back, and Diesel, who I said is back from the shore wearing a golf shirt. He looks very spiffy. Uh, about their moments of way too much exuberant confidence. And I've got two examples. Uh, two. One involves a world-class prize, and the other involves a classy woman woman watching me uh, have get a head injury, uh, my head get get banged by. I'll tell the story in twenty minutes. We're just we're gonna commiserate with Justin Jefferson in about twenty minutes, uh, and then we're gonna uh, put a, a, a big spotlight and I think a, a catch twenty-two. My wife hates it when I use the word paradox. A paradox for Derek Carr. On the one hand, Devontae Adams. He's got a new head coach who is supposed to be a wonderkind or a former wonderkind, a successful offensive guru. And Derek Carr obviously feels like they have a team they can compete, and they're expected to. Those are the expectations for the Las Vegas Raiders. That's the deal. Problem is, they're also in a division where you could be really, really good. Somebody will be, I think, and still finish last. And it's a different thing to be a quarterback under pressure, under the spotlight, with real and massive expectations that are hard to meet. And I think, to quote The Wedding Singer, one of Diesel's favorite movies he hasn't seen, I think the pressure's getting to him and someone else is going to reap all the benefits. I'll even play you Derek Carr, get a little testy, get a little frustrated with a reporter. A sign to me, and you'll hear it in about 35 minutes, that, uh, that things are starting to feel kind of real out there. In that desert, Tony Gwynn Jr., longtime Major League Baseball player, Padres analyst, one of our colleagues here at Odyssey, he's in San Diego, going to join us in an hour, uh, buy or sell, it, it is full of stuff, including, I don't usually give Diesel a homework assignment, but I said to him today, because Barcelona, my soccer, my team, uh, played actually last night against Juventus in Dallas. 
and I said to Tom, because I'm in one of those moods, why don't you write a Barcelona soccer question? I'm just really excited to see how it goes. So that'll also be in buy. We're going to buy or sell the actual formulation of the question, then we'll answer the question. we got a bunch of other stuff. And I know that um, Andrew Bogus, who did a great job filling in yesterday, hit on Kyler Murray and on the clause that he needs to watch. Very minimal amount of, uh, of, of tape in order to get paid. I just want to give you my take on that toward the end of the show. As always, the phone number is 855-212-4CBS. Call us. We'd love to hear from you. 855-212-4CBS. It's toll-free. The phone number's free. The Odyssey app is free. And all the wisdom and some of the silliness we're going to give you the next two hours is also free. Thank you for being here. Twitter for me, Sports Rider Sports, R-E-I-T-E-R. Twitter for D-Cell at D-Cell CBS. Follow him while you can. He's thinking about changing it to at Golf Shirt Mania. I don't know. It's just a phase that he's going through. The Boston Celtics, as you know, a little, little bit of drip, drip, drip of news over the last 24, 48 hours. The Boston Celtics are in the mix for Kevin Durant. They're the betting favorites to land him. The reason, as Bogus discussed yesterday, I'm sure, is because Jalen Brown reportedly could be included in a deal, and they're now somewhat haggling over whether or not this is something the Celtics want to do, and the Nets would like not just Jalen Brown as a centerpiece, that young star who, with Jason Tatum, led that team to a finals this year, but also Marcus Smart and a whole bunch of picks. And the latest news is Jason Tatum was snagged at some event. Actually, he was at an event I was supposed to be at. I couldn't make it. Uh, I think it was the premiere of a point guard documentary on Showtime. I was supposed to be there, red carpet, pretty excited, thought I was important. Then I realized I was supposed to stand on the other side of the red carpet and shout questions. Unfortunately, couldn't make it. And Tatum's answer was a non-answer, which is basically, I love our team, blah, 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 blah. And as you know, Jalen Brown, the guy who might be included in the deal, not, not real happy. Shaking my head. SMH is the, uh, is the Twitter message. Okay, there's the news. Here's the deal. Here's the fact. Here's the reality. Don't do it, Boston Celtics. I'm not a wealthy man. I don't have money to burn. My wife's... No, just kidding. I shouldn't even joke about that or I'll get in trouble. I don't have money to burn. And I'm not really a Celtics fan. But if I were, if I were just ridiculously wealthy or really obnoxious, I know it's one of the two, but I'm not wealthy, I would just get... I would, I would pay for giant signs on the interstates and highways and roadways in Boston that simply says, Celtics don't do it. It may be a little Katie hashtag. It is a huge mistake for Boston to trade away a big chunk of their future for, understandably, a very promising present. This isn't as simple as, I'm going to break this down. It's not, Kevin Durant sucks and he's a bad teammate and he's really, you know, he's got thin skin, so don't do it. This is a complicated, difficult deal. And in sports, trying to figure out whether to put all your chips in the middle now or to play the long game is a really tough call. Sometimes being patient works. See the Golden State Warriors. Sometimes going for it, just saying to hell with it, we're all in, works. It does. See the Los Angeles Rams, reigning Super Bowl champions. Don't do it, Boston Celtics. And I get it. Let's get through all this real quick. KD's amazing. KD makes the Boston Celtics on paper, in theory, and that's how you have to operate when you're a GM, a much more likely title contender for the next year or two, right? The window gets wider, at least for, for the moment. Kevin Durant is, and I'm, look, I think KD's amazing. And when I put my ranking on KD, people accuse me of being an anti-Kevin Durant guy. I'm not. Anybody I put on my top 15 or 20 list of all time, as that list gets, gets lengthened because we have more players, obviously, doing amazing things. If you're on that all-time list for me, it was you know, 10 guys 10 years ago, it's 15 or 20 now, I have, I have mad respect for you. Kevin Durant's on the list. 
I don't think he's as high as, as Steph Curry. He's on the list. He's a top three or four all-time scorer in the history of the game. He's a phenomenal player. And But maybe, maybe for a different shoe size, they win a championship in Brooklyn and some alternate universe, everything's great. I understand why Kevin Durant is tempting. I understand why giving up Jalen Brown and even Marcus Smart and all those draft picks, a huge chunk of the future, feels like, if you're a Celtics fan, impatient for glory to be tinged again in green, something that you just say to hell with it, let's do it. I'm going to Vegas in September, and I know what it's like to say to yourself, I'm going to be calm, I'm going to be, let's do it, let's bet everything. Don't do it. I'm going with my boy Jeff. That's what he does. He's calm, he's chill, his wife doesn't like when he bets money, and then he freaks out and puts $200 on red. And you know what happens? He loses his money. This is the moment for calm. This is the moment not to be tempted. Let me give it to you as an analogy. As a, as a, let me put it this way. Because either way, I think the Celtics over a seven-year timeline. Let's break this into two, two alternate universes. They trade for Durant. They don't trade for Durant. In both timelines, I think they have a remarkable opportunity to be champions. Either way. And I think the odds that they're champions is much higher in the next couple of years. Think of it like a giant, big, beautiful, let's make it green because it's the Celtics. And I like sour things. I, I don't like the red apples. A big green apple, okay? And that is your opportunity to championship. If the Celtics trade for Kevin Durant, they are going to get two giant bites at that apple. And maybe in those two giant bites, things go the right way. Maybe, and maybe is a part of the deal, Durant can be durable. Hasn't been, hasn't been, but maybe he can be. Maybe Durant's age, 34 in September, won't be an issue. Maybe what has been, let's be honest, a pretty difficult personality blending or attempt at blending Durant's personality in locker rooms, maybe it'll work in Boston. But just remember... It worked in Golden State. It wasn't easy. Draymond Green wanted to fight Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant fed all the feels because people praised Steph Curry. And I would argue really aggressively, as would people in that locker room, the only reason it worked for Durant in Golden State is because Steph isn't just an all-time great player. He's an all-time great teammate of maturity and patience. And I like Draymond. But do you know how patient you'd have to be to put up with Draymond Green every single day and then Durant? It's a different thing in Boston. These are younger guys. Jason Tatum's a younger dude. It just may not work. But let's just say that it does. You get two giant bites at the apple. And if that were the only situation, if your window were closing in a couple of years, if you were the Los Angeles Rams, I know it's an imperfect comparison because the sports are different, but the Rams have spent so much money on their roster and it hadn't worked. They'd been, like the Celtics, to a Super Bowl in sort of recent somewhat incarnation of this team. They had, not the quarterback they need, but they had maybe the only player in Aaron Donald in, in football who is almost like a quarterback able to single-handedly impact at least one side of the ball so su- severely and so supremely that you have a chance because he's there. They, they, they wanted to take advantage of Donald before his, his, his window closed, and they went for it. And they went, they got a quarterback, and they won the whole thing. I get it. But part of that is because if you look at the contracts of the Rams, there was an expiration date. There wasn't a seven-year window. They were only going to get a couple bites of the apple anyway. The Celtics can trade for Durant and get two bites of that apple, or they should do what they should do. Because remember, the point of this is don't do it Celtics. They can have that apple in their hands, that big, beautiful, green Celtics apple, for seven years. The bites are going to be smaller. The odds year-to-year are going to be less likely. But I promise you, over a seven-year timeline, with Jason Tatum 
and Jalen Brown, who would go in this trade, and Marcus Smart, who I think would have to go if you're the Nets to, to pull off this trade. With those guys gone, with no Brown, with no Smart, it's not the same thing. With that triumvirate and the group they're building and the defense they have and the level of self-belief, you are more likely to win more NBA championships. I would rather have three or four or five or six or seven chances with smaller odds in an NBA championship than I would a couple with higher odds. I know the Warriors got both scenarios. The Warriors are the one team that got to do Durant and no Durant. They just won an NBA championship without him. They just proved they could have won them without him. It was easier. They got a couple with him. He Give them all the credit in the world. But the, the Celtics to me are a lot like what the Warriors were years ago. They had a young core. There was a temptation to trade those guys. Remember, if the current GM reportedly, and I, as I understand it from sources, this is true, if Bob Myers had his way, he would have traded Steph and Clay for CP3 years ago. It is tempting to cash in on the present or on the future in order to bring a higher likelihood of return in the present. Not to go sucker, but my Barcelona team just did this. That's what credit cards are about. The human desire and nature not to think long term. And sometimes it doesn't matter. You're the Rams, you've overspent, you're the Vegas guy, you're going crazy. The moment is now, you might as well go for it. That's not what Boston has built. And let me give another example of this apple analogy. Because sometimes when you take a whole bunch of bites and you put everything into a couple bites, you end up getting a worm. And that's exactly what the Brooklyn Nets got. Look at the Nets for an example. They went all in. Kyrie Irving, James Harden, Kevin Durant. First of all, aging. Second of all, unpredictable in terms of their health and Kyrie's availability. And that's even before you tried to predict the fact that he wasn't going to decide to get vaccinated and play. The personality conflicts that were there. They got a couple bites at the apple, and they got a couple worms right off the bat, and the whole thing fell apart. Boston Celtics don't do it. Kevin Durant is old, 34 years old. Kevin Durant, last year, this past season, played 55 games. There's a lot of reasons the Nets weren't great. There's a lot of reasons the Nets were underperforming. There's a lot of reasons the Nets had to be in effect, the 8th seed, the 7th seed, whatever it was, play their way in. Because Kevin Durant didn't play an entire season. Had Kevin Durant played 75 games, which he cannot do anymore, he hasn't done, he's not going to do, maybe they're better. The Celtics would be trading for a guy that played 55 games this past year, 35 the year before, who missed an entire season the year before that. And people say, and I had a buddy say this to me the other day, yeah, but his last year with Golden State, he played 78 games. What do you say to that, writer? I say he got injured in the postseason. They didn't win an NBA championship as a result. He left. It blew up the team, and he missed a bunch of time. It's not anything against Kevin Durant. He's just not 24 anymore. If the Boston Celtics trade for KD, and they might. Brad Stevens might make that mistake. Remember, Danny Ainge built this thing. He's in Utah now. It takes a lot of self-control and a lot of self-confidence for Brad Stevens to do what he should do and not go for KD. If they go for him, their odds are going to go through the roof, and they're already one of the favorites. If Kevin Durant, is swapped out for Jalen Brown and Marcus Smart and a bunch of draft picks, the Celtics' odds of winning a championship are the highest by far in the NBA this year. Doesn't mean they'll win it. Things go wrong. We know that. Next year, their odds will be okay. And then they will hit a nosedive. Kevin Durant's not going to do what he's done if he's able to be durable, and I don't think he is because he hasn't been when he's 37 years old. He's not. Jalen Brown is not just a really nice offensive player, and you saw it if you watched the finals. He's a defensive marvel. He's a two-way star. They're building something in Boston. And the hardest thing to do in sports sometimes is to recognize whether you should go for it or you should take your time.
whether you should believe in your future or cash in on it right now for the present. The right decision in Boston is to look at Kevin Durant to see his age, his irascibility, his massive talent, and then look at the other side of the equation and see what they're building and say, you know what, we're good. We'll take some smaller bites at the apple for the next seven years rather than just take a couple chances over the next two. Don't do it, Boston Celtics. 855-212-4CBS is the phone number. I once decided I was going to impress my friends in London by showing them that I could hit on the most beautiful woman we saw on a train. It is an example, and I was drinking, of why, I think, I was also 20. It's an example of why, ask Justin Jefferson, sometimes exuberant confidence is a really bad idea. We'll talk about that. We'll pull a few stories from uh, Mr. Bogus and Mr. Diesel, and we'll make fun of a receiver who's not the best in the history of the sport, despite his interview with a buddy of mine in Minnesota when we come back next year on CBS Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. Welcome back into the show. Pretty excited, uh, Diesel. Today, tonight, little uh, daddy... Little, my son Henry calls it dude time. Not daddy's son time, sorry. Dude time. We're going to Thor, the new Thor movie. Yeah, I don't know how many Marvel movies there have been now, maybe 400, but I've seen all of them, except this one. Apparently I'm going to this one tonight too. Now who's more excited for this Thor movie tonight, you or Henry? I'm pretty excited. I'm pretty excited. I think he's more, I think he's more excited. I think he's into it. And Bogus has been... Right? Is, am I remembering this right? Bogus has been working his way <laughs> through the Marvel movies. Is this true, Andrew? Well, there was a moment where that was happening, but I don't think we've advanced since having that conversation on the air. What? Where did you guys get 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 tripped up? Um, I'd have to go back and find the list we were working off of, which was the chronological how the movies, not the chronological release date of the movies, how they actually line up like in the Marvel timeline. Oh, yeah. So they go kind of in and out. And we were in a place where we had already seen some of them. So, like, we were only probably at the quarter post. Now, my kids have seen the new Doctor Strange movie. That was good. Which is obviously out of order and very recent. But our specific goal to, like, watch them in the preferred order, has has died a quick death. I don't think you would get the twist, though. You would not get the twist in that film if you hadn't seen all the other Avenger movies. All There's of them? a pretty them? big twist. Uh, yeah, I mean, they all build on each other, and I don't want to ruin it for you, but there's some character development that happens, and one of the characters Ooh. has a twist. And, I think and, I know what you're talking about because my son yeah. referenced it. Right. But, I mean, I think if you watch the film, you're like, oh, that's a bad guy. But in the but there, it's a good guy in most of the films, and then they, they basically— Yes, I know, of, I know what you're talking about. Speaking of good guys going bad, um, or bad guys acting good, how was being produced by Diesel? I wouldn't you know. You in yesterday. Yeah, no, I, I wouldn't know because— oh, not again. You yeah, guys I, are doing this on purpose. On I, purpose. I just sat down and answered questions. Wow. I mean, I was going to—I want to do a segment on exuberant— 
confidence that goes too far based on Justin Jefferson, which will do. I just didn't realize as an example what happened organically where Diesel just doesn't show up for work when Bogus is, is filling it. It's and, not personal. It's not. It looks like it is, but it's not. But it feels like it. And what's tough is, like, I, I'm just, I'm, I'm here trying to be your friend. Like we used to be. Like love. And, and like you I, feel like I'm not showing up. Romance. I mean, literally, you literally. didn't show up well, yesterday. Well, I mean, like, in, in the friendship, <laughs> I'm not showing up. Well, and the odd thing is, you you say they're not, but they seem to be messages. Like, you sent me a picture the other day of you and your son on some kind of amusement park, which is very sweet, but it, all it does remind me of the no relationship I have with sweet little Will because I don't get invited to his milestone events like first birthday parties. Andrew, can I um can I play play relationship um, guru here, helper? Please. I want to take you guys back to a great point in your relationship. Let's talk about D Cell's wedding and what it was like for you That's to be there and to experience that. Yeah, give me some of the memories of that. Let's let's start there. Yeah, we could be waiting a while here. Um, I have no memories of an event I didn't attend. I mean, I know it happened. Oh, I forgot. Not I only. Not. There. Uh, I can actually take it a step further. Not only was Bogus not invited to my wedding, uh, he was my sounding board at work when I was stressed out about my wedding. Very true. The invites, how to plan this aspect Should of I the do wedding. It? Why is she marrying me? I, right. Yes. Uh, why is my wife upset with me when I said this? What uh, did I do now? Yeah, so he was the sounding board, and he wasn't even invited to witness it. Yeah, I mean, and I didn't even know you in 2007 when I got married, and you might have been like 11 years old that, at that point, but I had left a table open for people I, I was going to meet that I wish I had met earlier that could have been at my wedding, you would have had one of those virtual wow. seats. I got married before I met either of you, and you definitely both would have made the wedding because we invited some work colleagues who I look back, I'm like, I hated that person. Why did I invite <laughs> that guy? <laughs> by I, by the way, my wife. My wife like gets along with everybody. Everybody's our friend. That guy hates me and you. Why is he at the wedding? So you guys would have definitely been there. Uh, did you guys see this Justin Jefferson comment? Do you see it, Bogus? Can I read it to you? I actually did not, so please read it to me. And, and, and it comes from, from um, Chris Thomason, who I work with on the NBA beat. And to be fair to the Vikings wide receiver, uh, Chris, a reporter for the St. Paul Pioneer Press, could pull a quote out of a rock. I mean, this guy would just badger – and he's a great reporter, but just – I could see him like, do you think you think you can do this? You think you can do this? You think you can get to two thousand yards? Do you, do you think you can, like a, just every day for two years? And then the guy would snap and give him this answer. But here is his answer about trying to crack the two thousand yard receiving barrier. Jefferson, quote: I think I can. Hopefully everything goes right and I can get that two thousand. That's my goal. He also reiterated his belief that he'll pass Devontae Adams as the best receiver in the NFL. And when asked about Cooper Cup, said Coop is good. But I'll say he's behind me. <laughs> good. What do you mean good? Okay. So I started to make a list of exuberant confidence examples that were that I that, that, that define moments of my life. And I there's way too many of them. So I'll just tell you two quick ones where maybe some what do you mean good? You like this? Yeah. I'm, I'm better than Cooper Cup. I'm gonna sign up for guys saying anything other than complete vanilla nonsense throwaway lines. And he should be that confidence. He should think that he's better than everybody on the planet. Good for are him. You, say it are out you better, loud. Are you better at radio than Jim Rome? No. <laughs> Me either. <laughs> exactly. But we don't do, we don't do the same thing. I'm not a I'm not a host. 
I if I had a ho- if I was a, if I had a show every day with my name on it, I would tell you that I was a, probably at least as good as Jim Rome. Are you better at radio than Rich Ackerman? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I'm just checking. I'm just checking. Do you guys have any exuberant, confident moments you want to share with the group? I got a, I got several that are fairly embarrassing. Would you like me to start? Uh, yeah, you start with one. I'll give you. I'll give you the the, the one that like is the most embar- one of the most embarrassing moments of my life. I had studied abroad in London, so I'd lived there. Thought I knew my way around. Went back six months later to see my buddy Reed Forgrave, who we've had on the show. I went with my brother, a guy named Eric Peterson, and a guy who won't be named because he was awful on the trip. Okay, and we're all on the train together. And I believe, I actually am not sure, but I'm pretty sure that I had been imbibing as a 20-year-old because it's legal in England. You're 20. And I was telling the guys about my, um, my, my, my Casanova-like skills in England, and they didn't believe me. And I go, I will hit on and pick up the most attractive woman we see in London on this trip, and you guys will see. And as if on cue, a woman came onto the train and sat down, and she was probably, I don't know how old she was, 30. And I didn't know this. I was 20, dumb, and very poor. But she was like, clearly wealthy. She was in very expensive clothing. She was sophisticated. I was a, I was a, I'm a, I was a child. I was an amoeba. And um, I waited until she got off the train because I wanted to be all smooth. And she walked off the train, and I followed her sort of the doors. And I don't remember what I said, but it was some version of, hey there, you know, trying to be cool. And I, I distinctly, like, she turned and looked at me, and I was feeling super exuberantly confident, was feeling like Justin Jefferson. And I remember hearing a dinging sound that, that was like a faint warning, but I was so nervous hitting on this. And then the, the doors of the, of, the, of the tube slammed onto my head, opened, slammed back onto my head, like, like hard. I was thinking about, she screamed because she was watching a 20-year-old American moron get his head destroyed, murdered in front of her. English people, those of you that live here know this, never make any sound, right? Like on the train, they're just silence. Only the Americans who talk. It opens again. I swear, I fall backwards. The door closes. I fall to the ground, and the entire train of English people bursts into laughter. And some English guy goes, well done, Romeo. I can't do the accent. And I'm told by my friends, I was on the ground, that the woman was pretty sure that the young kid, me, who had hit on her, had died as the train (laughs) pulled out of the track. Smooth. Very smooth. It was real bad. Yeah. It really hurt. So I've definitely avoided a situation like that unless I've completely blocked it from my mind and have some form of like PTSD or something. So I can't help you with something, anything even remotely close to that. Had door marks on the side of my head for the next hour. (laughs) Yeah, no, I can't. That I can't. I mean, I I don't think I've ever like fallen on my face trying to play sports like literally falling down the two things i can think of are not necessarily moments but i do have a probably incorrect opinion of my uh my play-by-play skills like i think that tomorrow if it was necessary i could do like a chiefs bills game with romo on cbs and america would be okay with me and romo as a team like you people Awful announcing. Another would would say, "Look at this guy, Andrew Bogus is a rising star." I, uh, I would, I would, uh, I would settle for no negative complaints. I don't know if we'd go down the rising star path, but I think I would get passing grades, and that it would not even be 
worth mentioning that it was me and not Nance on the broadcast. You've never had a Justin Jefferson moment where you've just said or thought something that looking back, because I've got like 11. I've well, started a list. I have 11 of them. I do think that I had a chance in like 2004. No, that, that's too long ago. Like 2007 or eight. I think I had a chance with Olivia Munn after a radio interview on Sirius. <laughs> well, the, give, give me this one. I ha- I... There's no way I haven't told you this by now. I mean, you may have, but I want to hear it again. She's Olivia Munn. Yeah. She's, she's, she's very pretty. She's very pretty, very sassy, very big, big personality. I probably would not have handled myself well if this became reality. Figured it out. But this, and this was early Olivia Munn. She was still like a, a what you call it, a reporter, quote unquote, for like the Daily Show. She did some kind of weird, nerdy show on like G4 network doesn't exist anymore and she was in serious that day promoting a book that she and again I'm using air quotes wrote about surviving a zombie apocalypse it was like sci-fi nerd I don't know if she wrote it but her name was on it and she was doing the rounds and the guy it was she was on a show with me and somebody else and we were talking you know in person in person in studio and beautiful in person yes attractive in person in in the best possible way where it was just natural and not as like there are some women who were like made up and dressed well and it's almost overwhelming that they're beautiful like she was natural regular but still elite beautiful where you could talk to her and not like I did think that you were completely outmatched out of her league etc Total natural talent, like you in the in the play-by-play booth. Sure, exactly. So we're talking, and we're, like, doing a terrible job of flirting with her and referencing, like, how unattractive and unaccomplished we are. And she looked at me and said, no, you look like you could blank. What are you doing later? And I didn't know how to handle that <laughs> sentence. I mean, I think the only response is, I'm blanking. When can, when can I? I'm proud I didn't pass out in the in that moment. That's the that's the least I can say about myself there. That Olivia Munn said that to you. Yeah, and it felt real. It might not have been, it was a, but it felt like an actual assessment of me by her. And I love that. I would love to say that if I was single at the moment, which I was not, that I would have had a really good like return line for that and yeah. tried to find a way to hang out with her after she, her radio tour was done. But I was with my now wife and oh, I was completely yeah. unprepared for that sentence to come out of her mouth in that moment. How'd the rest of that interview go? I couldn't remember Who anything. Who cares? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you, do you think she said that to nine guys that day or just to you? I don't know that nine guys put her in position to say that specific sentence. But I'm going to go to my grave thinking that I was special that day. I believe, Hey, I had a moment with Rihanna once, and that is not exuberant, whatever. Yeah. That's just... I had a completely opposite Rihanna moment. You did? Yeah. Maybe she's like, you're not Bill Ryder. No, she was, a, she was a kid when I interviewed her, and she was, it was a useless conversation. It didn't go well? It was, it was at Arthur Ashe Kids Day at the U.S. Open. Mm. And this, again, this is, I'm, I'm apparently really good at meeting people before they're famous. She was just somebody and she was maybe 17 years old but they were walking her around like she was dressed like she was going to be in a burlesque show and we I had to interview her for the US Open website about her Arthur Ashe Kids Day performance and I think I asked her nine questions and she said 11 words 
Yeah. It was torture. Maybe she had the same reaction as uh, Olivia, but she just was overwhelmed. I don't think she was overwhelmed by me. I feel like I feel like that was not the problem. Uh, these are great. I think I I think that's an excellent example. Have you pulled a Justin Jefferson uh, D cell? Uh, you know I have, and this one haunts my dreams to this day. Uh, freshman year of college, getting ready for my first college radio show. Now, what you need to know is this is actually a part of a class. It's a pass-fail class, and all it's really trying to help you do is get comfortable in a radio station. Now, you could pick the format you want. You could be a music DJ. You could do sports talk. You could do an interview. You can do anything you want. I have one hour on the radio, and it's all me. You can have a co-host if you want, anything you want. Now, if you've met me, if you spoke to me for more than 60 seconds, you know I tend to overthink things. I get inside my own head. I chose to do the complete opposite. I didn't want to stress about this whatsoever. I'm telling family and friends, you can tune in on the Internet, listen to my first show. It's going to be awesome. I got to that first show. I made it through seven and a half minutes and I blanked. I ran out of material. <laughs> I played music for 52 and a half minutes. I had no idea what to say. No idea what to say. I got a text, not that night, but from my mother in the morning. It's going to be okay. There are other majors out there for you. You can study oh, something different. Oh, mommy Diesel. It's a miracle I'm still here. It's a miracle. I can't believe she went that fast that quickly. All right, so I don't think I've ever told this. I've, I've told this story. I've never said which guy it is for fear of retribution, but I don't care. I once did the Petros and Money show, filling in for those guys. I don't get along with Petros at all anymore, as along with half of L.A. And um, he, I think his wife had a baby last minute, so I had to sort of last-minute fill in for him. So I was on with, with, with Money. And they did like a 30-minute open where they didn't go to break, and I didn't know that. And I thought we were in a break, and I told a true story about me and Adrian Wojnarowski getting into it, and, and like the email I sent him, and basically be a man, and next time send the, whatever, whatever stupid petty stuff. It was all on the air, and I didn't realize it was on the air. He Yikes. went to, oh yeah, Yikes! You learn those recent lessons in radio the hard way. Oh man, I, but Diesel, it's hard to do that stuff for the first time. It was, but there was no need for me to be like Justin Jefferson and have a ton of confidence having never done a radio show before. That's where my mistake came in, the confidence. I should have been terrified. I'm looking at a photo right now of Bogish. Is that you and Olivia Munn right there? Yeah, that's the picture from that day. You can see the chemistry between the two of us. She's we had to be separated by energy. three adults. She is throwing you some serious, serious energy. I agree. Glad you can see it, too. Wow. Diesel, I didn't send it to you because we're not friends. Yeah, I yeah. actually went to check my phone there and realized I don't have a text message yeah. from you. Yeah. Man, your mom was a little harsh on that, though. No. Uh, I feels but, like you deserved it. Yes, but can you imagine now? This is freshman year. She had just started paying <laughs> college tuition. And what Fair. is she paying all that money for if I'm an absolute disaster? Were you doing sports talk? Was uh, it sports talk? Oh, I attempted to for seven and a half minutes. And then you just went blank. Yeah, oh, yeah. Ran out of material. You didn't go to the moon landing or anything like that? No, no, not, <laughs> not there. Let me talk to you about some real truth. <laughs> moon landing's fake. What year was this? Was like, Would this have been Brooks Bollinger's better than Tom Brady? What would have been the, ref- the trade lands back in that day? Uh, this would have been fall 2006. Okay. 
So you couldn't do LeBron, MJ. Couldn't. You know what? You know what? You fall back to. What's the best sports movie of all time? The problem is you haven't seen any of them. <laughs> and I did not do that on purpose. I was actually halfway through it. That would have oh. been another giant roadblock. I, I, so, so you think we should celebrate the, uh, the exuberant confidence of, of, of Mr. Jefferson Bogus? Because I want to make fun of him. And then I, Here's another one. This one is so dumb. But when I got out of college, I went to the Arkansas Democrat Gazette, and I had a pretty good newspaper job there. And I wrote like six or seven stories, and I nominated myself for a Pulitzer Prize. <laughs> I like put it together, and I was like, "How did I not win?" And looking back, I'm like, "Oh man, all the important editors in America judge that thing." And I'm sure they're like, "What the bleep is this?" Just nominating myself for a Pulitzer. I'm like, really dumb stuff. Like, let's you know, like a feature on the circus. This will win a Pulitzer. <laughs> Somebody's got to win. I'm amazing. I'm amazing. Yeah. So maybe I should go easy on Justin Jefferson and buy or sell in an hour. I I'm think here. you should. Do you see what Bogus does, though? These now his exuberant, you know, confidence. We're both telling stories where we're vulnerable, Tom. Where we're, where we're maybe it's a less than flattering moment. And Bogus gives us I'm as good as Jim Nance, and and uh, Olivia Munn wanted to spend but a long time. But neither with me. one of them is true. I'm I don't not know. Jim Nance, I don't and know. the only people that hire me are Fordham when they feel bad for me, and. Olivia Munn did not want to date me that day in 2000 and whenever. So that, that's, that's why it's embarrassing because I'm full of it. The story that I heard, I might have heard it wrong, but is she wanted to spend alone time with you, but you were dating someone who's now become your wife, and you had to tell Olivia Munn, we all have things we desire, but you can't have this. The one. only reason why I didn't actually get physically shoved away by her is because... Well, two reasons. A, I've got no game, and B, I couldn't have game if I wanted to have game in that moment. But if I if I attempted to follow up on that sentence, I would have been smacked in the face, at least verbally, if not actually physically by her. Do you think if we had Olivia Munn on, or if I saw her in L.A., or whatever, if we, if we, if we snagged her, and we asked her, about, like, hey, you probably don't remember this, but this happened, do you think you were just messing with him? Do you think she'd give a straight answer? I think she would. I think she's kind of candid like that. I think she would actually answer it it would not be the answer I wanted to hear, but I think she would answer it and not – she'd be polite in saying I was absolutely joking. What if she said to you, I was serious then and I'm serious now, and just raised her eyebrow? That's all I would need. Marriage over. No, 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 no. I don't I – don't, I just would need the confirmation. Oh, you just need the moment. Yeah, I just need the moment. That's fine. Uh, before the show started, Cell was telling me how other shows go really long, and he wanted us to go longer. He loves long segments, so we did it. That's your exuberant confidence, Deez. Now you got us there, buddy. I'm super competitive. You know that. I, you're both wearing collared shirts. Why does I feel like Deez's got a golf shirt on and Bogus? You just have style. Ouch. Words. No, hurt. no, it's not not style. I, it looks good. It just looks like a golf shirt. I like Deez's shirts. Good color. I like it too, but it, isn't it more golfy? I don't think so. Maybe it's the guns. Maybe just because you don't have any muscles and I don't have any muscles, and that's what it is. The he guns. looks athletic. He does look, you know, that's what it is. You look athletic. Yep. That was meant as a kind. That was my Olivia Munn moment. You look like you're Yeah, the athletic. same sarcasm that <laughs> Olivia Munn used on Bogus, no, you like used John on Bailey. me. I believe, in, I believe in Bogus. I don't think it was much of an example of exuberant confidence, but I do, I do like knowing that Olivia Munn once looked at our, our own Andrew Bogus and basically said, take me. Take me now. And Bogus is like, nope. Pass. That's what you're saying. Sell. <laughs> I love it. All right. I don't think we'll have time because the next segment's going to be 30 seconds long. But if we do, we will get into, uh, I think, Derek Carr feeling the heat like Olivia Munn did. Just when the pressure hits you and you don't expect it, 
after we get a CBS Sports Radio update from Andrew Bug. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. Welcome back into the show. Remember, you can get the show live, podcast version, anything you need on the free Odyssey app at Odyssey on Twitter. Uh, Mr. Diesel, can I give you my um, my new operating NFL theory? Oh, please, yes. I think that the rise of pay for quarterbacks in the National Football League, the required amount of money that you're going to make, even if you're a top, help. 12 quarterback or top eight quarterback or you or you might be a top eight quarterback and then you fall apart like Carson Wentz or Derek Goff, right? Just excellence or the possibility of excellence. So what that commands, we're seeing all the contracts for Kyler Murray, whatever Lamar is going to make. Mahomes got paid a bunch. Deshaun Watson's got a quarter of a billion dollars. Coupled with the power these teams have, right? Or these, excuse me, these quarterbacks have, the amount of, the amount of control they have because they're so important, I think it ups the pressure in such a significant way Right, if you're um, Kyler Murray five years ago, ten years ago, I mean, there's pressure, but now with the contract and the clause leaking that you got to watch tape, it's going to be scrutiny every game, every single moment. Same for Deshaun Watson, same for all these guys. I actually think it's going to make it more difficult to succeed in the NFL at the quarterback position because I think some people are built to respond to pressure. Not a big Aaron Rodgers guy, but he's obviously built for it. And Mahomes seems to be immune to it. And obviously Tom Brady is probably, what, the most – pressure-resilient, successful quarterback in NFL history. But it breaks them, guys, and it always has in all sports. And I was thinking about how much pressure and how much you and I are going to talk about Kyler Murray and Dak Prescott and what's Carson Wentz going to do, how are things going to go for Tua Tagovailoa, who hasn't even gotten paid yet, but they spent money to help him, right, his offensive line, bringing in Tyreek Hill, and Derek Carr, which we'll hit later in the show, and his sort of snapping under reporter. They brought in Devontae Adams. As you get a quarterback, you think – can make you good enough, as you spend money on him, as you surround him with talent, it creates, I think, massive expectations that, for me, Diesel, some guys I don't think are going to be able to handle the way they might have been able to 15 or 20 years ago. Money changes everything. Do you remember those highlight magazines that used to be in doctor's offices no. way back when, maybe like 12 to 15 years ago? They used to have like a monthly column of average salaries for for jobs across the country, everyday jobs and different things. And being a little younger, it blew my mind in two ways. Occupations that made so much money, occupations that made less than I thought. Once you know how much money someone is making, it changes the perception and expectations. It just does. Whether you think they're good or bad at their job, it changes everything. 100%. Look, I think some guys are always going to be the face of the sport. But now, guys, too many guys are expected to be the face of the NFL or that good to live up to it. You can't have 15 guys and have all 15 be top three quarterbacks. You just can't. Let's talk some baseball. Tony Gwynn Jr., our friend, friend of the show, MLB trade deadline, and more next here on Rider Than You. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – 
Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 